0: This is the Coming Out Loved and Supported Podcast, the group for the LGBTQ plus community and family of LGBTQ plus wanting to learn more and do better. I am your host, Annie Henderson. I'm a certified professional life coach and also a member of the LGBTQ plus community. We are so glad you're here. Please like and subscribe. And if you know anyone that is needing support as they are going through their journey, please share because I honestly believe by doing so, we can save lives. Hello, this is Annie Henderson, your coming out coach on the Coming Out Loved and Supported podcast. We are here today with Denise Busy-Pushu.
1: <laughs> Did I say that right, Denise? Yes. It is very, very good. Let's, let's hear you say it. Denise Busy-Pushu. Oh. We were very close, but me had, I, I was raised by the French. So that's,
0: yes, why. I love it. I love it. We're going to have Sam and I jumping on a plane and heading back over there. Just, just listening to you say that. All right. Let me introduce you. So everyone knows a little bit more about you. Um, Denise is the owner of the Persnickety Bride and Persnickety Promotions, and she has 30 years of business. Has been a gay rights supporter for years and has always welcomed and synergized with LGBTQ clients in both businesses and colleagues in her positions in the entertainment and book industry, and now in her bridal and promotional products business. Ah, oh, thank you so much for being here and I for being am so
1: happy to be here. Thank <laughs>
0: you. What yes, is- I I love it. I love it. I was just um, on Instagram. Um, I have a, an amazing friend who's a photographer named Steph Grant, and she takes, you know, she travels around and takes um, wedding f- photos of, you know, lesbian couples or uh, LGBTQIA couples, and it's it makes me, you know, think of you and what you do. So I get so excited, and I love seeing these beautiful pictures of LGBT weddings that are just full of love and. Pride. Um, So thank you. You're so welcome. I'm
1: really, really happy to be here. Yeah. uh, So tell everybody where you're located. Okay. So we're located in Newtown, Connecticut. um, And I've lived here now for 18 years. Before that, I was in Westchester County, New York, which is very close to Manhattan. And you can hear that that New York accent coming <laughs> just, <from>. a little. <laughs> just a little, Yeah, I call it the Brooklyn Bronx and Queens accent. <laughs> so I, you know, I was raised in a very, uh, multicultural and diverse area. And I have been a, I, I guess, uh, a, a, I guess a proponent for the LGBTQ, um, you know, uh, Group, I guess, for a very long period of time, um, I started my business career in the book publishing and entertainment industry. So I was a buyer uh, for the corporate offices of uh, Walden Books back in the 1980s. So yes, I'm giving you my age now. So <laughs> I, I was in my 20s back in the 80s. And many of my friends were gay. Um, male and female, and at that time, the you know the population, especially the gay m- male population, was still struggling with AIDS. Mm-hmm. And we had several of our buyers that unfortunately passed away of AIDS at the time. And you know, a lot of people still didn't understand the gay community. And it's really hard when you know you work with such lovely, beautiful people. And I look at everybody as people. You know, it doesn't mm-hmm. make a difference who you are or what color you are. As far as I'm concerned, as you've got a good heart, you know, you could be an alien, you know. <laughs> uh, but I guess growing up in that environment uh, for me as as a young 20 year old and having friends and my even my business partner was lesbian. Uh, when I started DBP and Associates, you know, I have been extremely open minded and very and very vocal about, you know, supporting the LGBTQ community so as the natural progression continued um i eventually opened up my representation business in the book music industry and gift industry and again many dealings had you know clients of mine that were gay um and then moved on to persnickety promotions and again you know again you're working with people from all different walks of life mm-hmm. so i'm just a very open-minded and loving person. It's really more about the person and the family. Um, And that's how I feel with the persnickety bride, always have, always will, can't understand. I guess because we're also Northeastern. And living in, no, and I mean this sincerely because again, working in New York and working with all the clients that I've ever worked with. I mean, I've worked with everybody from Avon Products to Barnes and Noble to TJ Maxx Group. You know in the retail community um you know the lgbtq community is very vocal and alive in those industries in the entertainment business in the publishing industry yes. in the retail industry so you're really learning about people which it's it this has nothing to do with who you love and that's what would make me so crazy like i I I and again, I'm I am a I'm a Northeasterner, I'm a New Yorker. I mean, this is like second nature for all of us. And yet, knowing other bridal salons and knowing other people in other states, let's put it to you that way, because you know, of course, we're all on you know, Facebook together, even myself and other bridal salons, and to think that as a community that they're not even invited in by florists and by venues. and by, I think That to be is just absolutely absurd. It I mean, is. It just, it, it is. It, it just, I just cannot comprehend this, mm-hmm. but it still goes on. And this is something that's very frustrating for me because I, I just don't understand. I mean, I, you know, people's Oh, you know, my religious beliefs. Well, you know what? Hell, I was brought up Roman Catholic. Maybe I'm a cafeteria Catholic. Okay, I could be a cafeteria (laughs) Catholic. But I was brought up, you're supposed to judge people by the heart that they have inside of them, by who they are as an individual, by their moral character as a human being. Mm -hmm. That's what counts. That's what's important yes and you know no it's just i think that's the one thing that just really boggles my mind that's one of the reasons why i wanted to speak because we do see brides that come in and their families are so present and that to me is is there's there's such um there's such goodwill in having that and seeing that, and I and I remember the first time I took my children. As as I told you, I have three adopted children, um, and the first time they went to we had like a rainbow event uh, up in Hartford, Connecticut, and it was a, a rainbow event that was sponsored as as a you know a wedding you know uh, fair. And I go to a lot of these things, all right? So I brought my two daughters and at the time, I mean now they're a little bit older. So let's say my they were like 13 and 15 at the time that they had this event. And you have vendors there and they're all supporting LGBTQ families. And my daughters were so struck by the coordinator of this event because she got on the and you know again, my kids weren't really They weren't that knowledgeable at the time about lgbtq yes Mm -hmm. they were beginning to go into middle school and high school and they kind of got it but didn't really get it at that time and they you know the woman got up and she spoke in front of the whole group and she said you know i really want everyone in this room to recognize that these vendors are here for you that they recognize the struggle that, that we have as a community, that not everybody is willing to work and support with us. So we do hope that you support them. And as I say this, I wanna thank the grandmothers and the, the mothers and the dads and the family members that are here supporting You know, their bride-to-be, their groom-to-be, their whomever-to-be, okay? Mm-hmm. And my kids were so taken aback from that. I mean, my kids, they were so cute. They came up to me, mom, mom, I never heard any of the, the bridal, you know, shows. They never said anything like that. I said, because you want to know what? They don't have to. People are going there and they're usually heterosexuals, which is not really the truth. There are, there are gay couples that also go yes. to a regular events, but they don't have to because it's considered the norm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And my kids were like, looking at me like three heads. I said, honey, you know, the gay community isn't as accepted everywhere. And my my girls, and that's the one good thing that I am so thrilled about with young kids today. Mm, yes. so really, I mean, it's like, oh my, uh, well, can I just say OMG? I mean, really, <laughs> seriously, OMG. I mean, from the 80s, again, as a 20 year old in the 80s, who had friends that were afraid to come out Yes. to my daughter who's in college right now. And came, came to me and said, mom, I think I'm, I could be bi." I'm like, yeah, okay. That's, you know, I mean, it's like, okay, here, there's those fruit loops are over there. You know what I'm saying? Like I, you know, right. the girls, they're you. very, they're very, you know, they're comfortable with who they are. They're comfortable with, I mean, not to say that still schools don't need to do a better job Mm-hmm. of inclusion okay let's not even go there because I mean I could I mean I, I love Newtown don't get me wrong but <laughs> I have three Asian children my my husband is part Asian and Portuguese and they still have racial divide because it's pretty lily white and let's face it some kids are just never going to accept LGBT anyway mm-hmm. so the schools still need to do a better job I mean not to say that ours doesn't try Mm -hmm. But, you know, trying and screaming and elevating the voice, I still think needs to be out there in a lot of locations. I mean, my daughter turned around to me last week and told me that one of her friends at UConn, that the parents wanted to he's gay and he tried to come out to his family. And right away they wanted to send him to some sort of church group. And my daughter said, I know I was like, oh, for God's sakes. And my daughter said to me, he doesn't know where he's going to go after after, the, you know, for the summer, he doesn't want to go home. I said, well, he can come stay with us. Oh. Yeah. I don't care. No, but I mean, I, what was the poor kid going to yeah. do? And so she said right? to me, no mom, his aunt will take him in. I'm like, okay, but this is like, I mean, to see the kids are still dealing with this. Mm-hmm. And like, Oh my God. They're your child. Yes. Get over yeah. it. I have friends of mine that have young children that, you know, one, one little, you know, now it's, a, now she's a she, okay. Mm-hmm. And trans and mm-hmm. realized very early on, yeah. and you what? they worked on it. They worked on it. They went to the school. They said, this is the deal. Like, this is the deal. This is our child. We love our child. Okay. Get over it. And this is the way we're working with it. And, you know, let's face it. This is something that I can, I, let me tell you, I applaud parents because they're doing the right thing. I mean, my my business partner who, you know, with DBP and Associates, you know, it took her a while to come out.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And
1: she's in publishing, has a very high position in the publishing industry. And I'll never forget what Sandy said to me. We were in a restaurant one night and she said to me, Denise, you know, I don't think people understand. This is who you are. This is who I am. This is not like, oh, I mean, oh, my God, I made this huge choice. This is what me, this is what makes me comfortable. And this is back in the 80s and 90s again. This is not an easy life. This is not in life that people, that people just accept. And, you know, that is it's very difficult to fathom that. And I mean, we see it in our society in general, let's face facts. I mean, just when you see, you know, with black lives matter, I mean, my God, Asian lives matter. I mean, but every life, and I don't want to minimize anybody's life. Let's face facts. But the truth of the matter is we're all human beings. We have skin, we have bone, we have bloods, we have feelings. Come on. So when my girls come in and I call them my girls, cause they are my girls. I don't, you know, I don't really differentiate anybody. You're my girl. You come in, you're getting married. Okay. <laughs> this is it. You're getting married. You are creating your new family. <clears throat> you're creating your new family. Who am I to judge your new family? I'm nobody. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I am somebody, but I'm not, <laughs> yeah, you I, am not, I am not here to judge. I mean, I just have to say, I just had the most wonderful lesbian. I, I have such great couples, number one, but I had two of my girls that both wore their dresses with us. And now they're starting an adoption fund, which, of course, you know. Oh. I was like over the moon over. Okay, yes. so I had to go and contact him right away because I was like, "Are you doing overseas? Are you doing domestic? What are you doing?" And she was very cute. She goes, Denise. <laughs> she goes, "I know you're an adoptive mom, but we are going to an agency that works specifically with LGBTQ families." And they're helping us through this. And of course, you know, I donated to them and I was like really so excited for them because, and I, and you know, I have another couple friends of mine who they're, they're gay and I've known them for forever and they went and they're two guys. So they went and they actually did the surrogacy route and they have twins. Okay. Oh, and like, I love it. Yeah. It's really cool. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, who are you to judge? Like, I mean, like, for God's sakes, I was so excited when Elton John finally decided to adopt. i was <laughs> like, well, it's about time, you old goat. Like, you know what I'm saying? I mean, for me, but that's what I feel. I feel like my girls come to me because it is a warm and inviting space.
0: Yeah. I mean, and is-
1: I and I think that's mm-hmm. what we're trying to create because the beauty of it is, in my eyes any of my clients, they don't care. I hate to say it, but it's okay. They don't care. If I, I don't care. I want you to be happy. I want you, Your my job is to make you feel comfortable for the 10 or 12 hours that you're going to wear a dress, a pantsuit, whatever you're going to be wearing, or you feel beautiful and confident. Those are the two criteria. And that doesn't matter if you're straight, you're gay. I don't care. The idea is that you should feel comfortable where you're going to get your garments, mm-hmm. how you're, you're feeling. Um, and I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I, again, I don't live in the Midwest and I don't live in the Bible belt. So, but I do know that some people are very funky down there and I, You know, I, I invite you all like, you know, just make sure you get your shots because I am a little bit crazy about having the vaccine, but hell, you want to come to Connecticut, come to Connecticut. But what I'm saying is, is that I don't think we have as much of a problem in the Northeast with florists and with, uh, with photographers. I think it's a much more open mind about all about gay weddings. I mean, they're, they're celebrated. Mm-hmm. most celebrated like I haven't heard anyone up here be negative that's just me now I could be wrong but I think that we're in a very good couple of states here between Massachusetts New York New Jersey and Connecticut I think that like, this is like the home ground for like acceptance because you know We're like that as New Yorkers. We don't care what color your skin is, whatever. You know, I mean, honestly, if you take my cab, I'm going to yell at you just the same (laughs) (laughs) Just don't take my cab!
0: (laughs) So you you know Shashank, correct? Oh, I love him. So he was on, yes, he was on previously and he was talking about, you know, on Instagram or even in the store where people might reach out and then, you know, ask if he... Would be able to help them. And I remember he shared, like, oh, he was kind of confused what they even meant because, he, like you, he wasn't used to anyone, you know, turning anyone away. And that's what they had, I guess, previously experienced as they were looking for someone to outfit them no
1: i mean i i'm not going to say that i know people outwardly that you know shun anyone but i'm sure there's certain places that are a little bit more like
0: "Eh." yeah has anyone has any of your brides come to you and felt that hesitancy or you could kind of believe it or not
1: you know it's not so much that i felt the hesitancy what i read was in the reviews it's very interesting because that's where the girls you Mm -hmm. know I mean, i have very good reviews in general Again. Tell me one
0: of the uh, your favorites. Oh that
1: sticks out for God, you. there's one. And it's so funny because one of her girlfriends. I wish I, could, you know, I, I'm not gonna be able to find it That's right okay. now. But it was just really interesting because it didn't even dawn on me that that she would write a review like that. But um, it was uh, actually her. One of her girlfriends just bought a dress with us. Um, oh, Young is her is her last name. I'm trying to Sandy's her mom, and I'm trying to remember the daughter's name. Jen. I think it's Jen. And Jen bought it Jen bought a dress with us and she wrote in her review, she goes, you know, I went to the Prisnickety Bride and I was a a little bit nervous because I'm an LGBTQ bride and I was so comfortable. I was like she didn't make any kind of a deal about it at all. I mean, I don't remember the exact words. Yeah. But it was so funny because, you know, I mean, I get nervous brides all the time. I have get girls that have never tried a dress on in their life. <sighs> and, you know, I mean, I had one this past week. She ended up buying it, uh, beholding. But I didn't really, I mean, I spent, she came, her girlfriend called me, excuse me, and said, I have an LGBTQ bride that's coming in. They're getting married in north carolina they need to find she wants to find a pantsuit so so i had one sent in from one of my manufacturers but again she's doing north carolina in like a month and a half so she really needed something lighter and she found something at beholding but i was like that's fine as at least she found a pantsuit that she was happy with but you know again They sometimes people preface it with, you know, we're LGBTQ and I'm like, okay I mean, usually I mean, because there is a lot of definition in between of of the community, Mm -hmm. mostly it's lesbian brides. I mean, that's the predominance of, of what we get. And, you know, they're either looking for a pantsuit or they are they want a gown. Mm-hmm. Um or both girls want a gown. And one comes, I mean, I've had, I've had them come in together, which I think is very funny. I'm like, Oh guys, you don't really want to look at it, <laughs> <laughs> but they do. Sometimes they do. And sometimes they don't. And it's, sometimes that's their support. It's just, then. it's just their support system.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I've had girls come in with their moms and their moms oh. are like over the moon, oh, like over the yes. moon. And that makes me like, so happy. Like, really really happy I've had them come in with mom and dad and they're both over the moon and that makes me really happy oh. and sometimes it's just been they're really close friends because their family really isn't invited mm. do
0: you play and stand-in they- mom a lot all the time I am
1: yeah. a yes. I, call, I call myself mama Denise and I'm <laughs> I've also been called the bridal fairy godmother. That's the other one, which I really do. I do love that little nickname. Because I like I, that. I saved a lot of brides from like last minute because with this whole pandemic thing too, it's been like, oh, do we elope? Oh, do I get a dress in two weeks? Oh, somebody went and ruined my dress that was $6,000. Oh yeah, I've had that happen. Oh. And now they need to get a dress in two weeks flat and- you know, mom did she call me, and they're crying, and my assistant's like, "I've got one crying." They're on the phone. The wedding's in two weeks, and someone ruined their dress. I mean, I'm telling you, I, we. I it's funny because I I did a I did a, a, a video because I love doing Instagram. I don't get a chance, but I called myself the crisis adverter, and I sang a <laughs> song like crisis adverter. <laughs> everybody's like, "Oh, this woman is like nuts." That's but, perfect. Um, but it is. It's a you know. It, Every look at it this way every bride is a snowflake, every person is different. Mm -hmm. There is no two human beings that are alike. You know, we are all different, even if you're you know identical twins, you're still going to have differences. Yeah, so that's how I treat every single woman that walks in, every single person that walks into my shop is what you would normally do with respect Mm -hmm. and it's mutual. That's how it has to be. Because I also know who my client is. You know, I'm, I'm pretty laid back. As you can tell, I'm, you know, I'm, I call it like it is. I say it like it is. There's no, I mean, there's no varnish around me, which is, you know, (laughs) you know, like I said to you before, it's like people talk about authenticity. I'm like, honey, I've been authentic. From the, my first time to business till the time I go to my grave, I'm going to be exactly who I am and either you love it or you hate it. And based by the reviews, I think most people really like yeah. the reality of not being, you know, stuck up or, you know, listening. That's part of my job. Oh, I listen to my clients. I listen to what they want their day to be. Yeah. And, that's, and so that's, what beautiful. You, that's what you have to do. It's what yes. their day is. It's not, you have to take your own personal thing out of it. Um, mm-hmm. it's, not, it's not about me. I, I, yes, I supply very pretty things. That's my job to do. I mean, I met, I have the greatest clients. I have one, one, actually they just came in. They walked into the shop the other day. It was so funny. I love these guys, okay? They were together for like, oh my God, like 25 years and oh. then got engaged. And they met us at the um, at the uh, the Rainbow event up at the Del Mar in, in Hartford. And I mean, both of them are like in their mid to late 50s. And then they got married last year, okay? And I, I just love them. We did their wedding stationery and we did... We did like four color wedding stationery and then we matched, we did etched glassware for all their their guests. So we did that for them, which I love. I mean, like I love doing the because we also do stationery. Yeah. So that's like, I mean, just because I mean it doesn't make a difference. Guys, I love you guys because <laughs> honestly, it's like working with designers half the time too. You know what I'm saying? So I love, yes. don't, don't get me wrong, because we do all sorts of other stuff besides just bridal gowns. So the guys found me. And both of them have this whole drag show. Okay. And I, and it was so funny because, um, you know, when they, they came in and they were like, Oh my God, look at this gown. And I'm like, I know if I could get it to you in a size 32, I would, you know what I'm saying? Look, but I just love the energy. You know what I'm uh-huh. saying? The creativity <laughs> That we were able to work on the, on their job. Um, and they came in last week cause they had a photo shoot, um, you know, with on regalia, with the whole makeup and the wigs and the whole But And I keep on saying, as soon as this is all over and you guys actually do an actual show again, I'm there because, you know, again, with the COVID thing, but it's like, I just have like the best time with my clients. I, you know,
0: that's how, and that's how it should be. Right. Right? That's why you're, you're successful and you have great reviews and people. I think
1: that's what, that's what we try for. It's always about meeting the needs of the client, you know, meeting the needs of the client and being the best person you can be and just being yourself, being, you know, again, your authentic self. I'm just who I am. I'm, you know, who am I to judge? You know, I'm not, I'm not here to judge anybody. I'm just here to love people. That's Mm -hmm. what I was put on this. No, really, when you think about it, like when I look and I mean, like I said, I have, I have a very unique background. I mean, I was orphaned very young. I have three adoptive children. i married at the age of 40. I was lucky. I'm sorry that the dog is barking. Is that You're a problem? Fine. <laughs> You're okay. Yeah, I, I, that's the 16 year old. She's upstairs just r- ranting away. I'm His assuming
0: dad, everyone that listening is, is a dog lover. So it's...
1: Well, well, she's <laughs> up, she's upstairs and dad's not up there. So now I know why. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> But anyway, so, so that's, you know, that's the thing is that when I, I didn't open this business because I was planning on it. I had the promotional products business and somebody Mm -hmm. came to me and said, could you do my daughter's wedding stationery? And that's how the whole thing started.
0: How exciting.
1: That's (laughs) how it all started. And I was doing this out of my home. And after a while, brides and their moms would say, you know, you really should open up a shop. You're really good. And you know, I don't like the way I'm being treated at these other places. I'm being treated like a number. So, and that's how this all happened. Wow. I, I mean, my grandmother, the good thing was my grandmother was a seamstress. So I was raised because when my mom died, my grandmother helped take over. My grandmother was French. She was from France. My maternal grandmother was from France and my father was from France. They were both like They didn't know each other, but they literally were born a half an hour apart from each other. So I had these two, and my father was a chef. He was he taught at the culinary. So we had these very, you know, creative, handsy people. Like my Mm -hmm. grandmother was a seamstress. So I was like, what the heck? I mean, I'm not gonna actually sew any dresses, but I'll I'll be able to find really good seamstresses because my grandmother, you know, did this at home. And that's, I mean, honest to God, did I think it was going to take off the way it has? Not really. I mean, I I knew I would do well. I mean, I've been in sales for forever. i sold every kind of major retailer in the country. But this is personal. This is Mm -hmm. different. This is very different from selling a major retailer. This is, this is their, the one special day in their life. This is one, and for their families. And that's what makes me so sad. It's like, Get over yourselves! Everybody should should support this young couple. Mm-hmm. Marriage is hard enough. Believe me, twenty years of <laughs> <laughs> believe me, they make me all crazy. Yeah. I Love the man, but he does he make me crazy? Yes, but it's all compromise. Life is a compromise. So support your kids. I mean, how difficult, really? <laughs> I love it. I, you? I, you know, but that's the whole thing. I think that's what I think that's why we do as well as we do because nobody's afraid. Nobody should be afraid. Exactly. If you, if you come in and you have a kind heart and you're willing to help me help you, that's it. Like it's like mm-hmm. you help you. Let me know what you want. Let's talk about it. What is your day gonna look like? How do you feel? Who's gonna be there? what, you know, a lot of times I, I, I'm very visual. I mean, cause just the way I am. So I like sometimes to just like, I'll talk to my, my brides beforehand. So we'll be on, on a zoom like this and I'll say, mm-hmm. okay, what's the venue? Who's doing your flowers? Who's doing your photography? You know, who's going to be there, you know, and, and who's coming with you on the appointment and all of that. So, you know, I can get a visual because a lot of times we know the venues or we know, at least around here. Lately, we've been getting brides from Vermont, New Hampshire. I mean, I get them from five different states. I had one bride drive five hours from Pennsylvania for a dress. It was, I mean, we really, when they're on a mission, let me tell you, (laughs) it's not a lot up in Vermont and New Hampshire. So they come down to me too, which I thought was very interesting. We Mm -hmm. get a lot of them and now they're referring people. So they just, it's hysterical. They come Uh. down. They shop they for eat, an hour and a half. It they find the dress, eat. and then they're gone again. Yes. It's like, yeah, it's really pretty cool. But you know, there's a lot of really beautiful places up here. And what I find, like the girls are really going for, is nature. Um, mm. You know, a lot you, of, like barn weddings. We have a lot up here. I mean, a lot of really Carrie Jaroslo.
0: I forget. I don't know how close she is to you, but she's she was in our group, and she okay. I did a one with her, and she has a vineyard. Um. And she, she hosts weddings. Where is she? Carrie Jaroslow.
1: I have to look her up.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: In Connecticut. Oh, I'm
0: blanking. I'm blanking. I'll, I'll make sure y'all are connected though. Yeah, but because, definitely
1: connect us because yeah. you know, always have people looking for venues. I mean, we're always, you know, people looking for venues. And like I said, again, most of the venues around here are, really open this is I find I mean I don't I don't see people turning around and saying oh god no um but I mean I'm very vocal I mean I'm very vocal about what what I feel as in my position and my feeling is is like if you don't like my position you don't need to shop at my shop
0: right and you wouldn't want them there right well,
1: exactly that's how I that, you know I don't, I don't need i I don't need the drama see yeah. I'm like the the anti-drama show (laughs) people try to bring it in believe Uh, me but those are the ones that it's like okay sorry you couldn't find anything (laughs) bye-bye no i'm I'm being serious you finally have to realize that there is not everyone's going to be your client it's really simple and the ones that the ones that you spend the time on are the ones that are are you know true to themselves true to who they are and you, they accept your help. They want <laughs> your help. They want your expertise. That's the one thing that I find that's difficult too, is don't be closed off when you come into a shop. Always realize that I got into this business for the love of what I do. I want the joy to be exuded. I want people to be excited. I want people to laugh at my swag bag and say, "Oh my God, because it says I'm a persnickety bride and you do because I have the promotional products business. Yeah. It's a whole bunch of, it's like fun. It's supposed to be fun. It's, supposed to be, it's fun. supposed to be pictures with your family. It's supposed to be all of that. Mm-hmm. So you have to, you know, you have to come in with that open mind, as saying, "Okay, she's she's a, she's a little bit vocal, she's a little bit on the cuckoo board, but it's okay because she's got a good heart." That's that's, mm-hmm. you know.
0: Yes, there you go, Mama. I, I love your
1: passion. <laughs> I, you know what? If you can bring it every day, and you know, I have to admit, the group that we've met in, it is about hope. It yes. is about helping another person every single day, if you can help one person out every single day, just, I mean, even if it means like helping some with a package to their car or do just think of how much nicer a world we'd be living in. And I mean that it's like, that's all I, that's what I think about. That's when people call me and that's, you know, it's so funny because when we do get the reviews that we get, I, 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 of course, yes, I do tear up over them because some mm-hmm. of them are really amazing. Mm-hmm. And I guess I know I go the extra yard, but that's just who I am as a person. And to think that people don't do that, that, mm-hmm. you know, that, that really, it bothers me. But at the same point in time, it just opens up the door further for my business. And it makes me special.
0: Exactly. I don't,
1: I don't mean to be anything more than myself, but if it yeah. makes us known as a viable, comfortable spot for everyone mm-hmm. to, f- to feel good in, and to and to feel like they're being heard, and you know that that's what it's supposed to be about. That's what all business should be about. Nobody should be. Uh, I mean, to me, you're, you as a business person, you're kind of stupid. <laughs> if, <laughs> yes. I don't know, but if you're turning away business because of of your kind of tainted belief factor kind of weird. I mean, Um, I, I, you know, I mean, you have to be really, uh, I don't want to say overly religious, but you have, you know, you just really, you're not thinking with a kind heart. Mm -hmm. That's just me. Right. So, and I think you have to be kind in whatever you do, whatever your religious beliefs are, it, your, your religious beliefs should dictate kindness first. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. your, and your humanity and your humanity.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Yes. A hundred percent. So Sorry, I just keep on yakking, but just, I am I passionate passion. about this. Yes. Everyone should be. I, I love that. So
1: how can people find you? Well, People can find us at www.thepersnickety, and that's P-E-R-S-N-I-C-K-E-T-Y, bride.com. And they can also reach us at Persnickety Promotions. And that's for all different kinds of stuff. So we work with corporations. We work with individuals. We work with, we do all different kinds of embroidery, imprinting, Etching glassware, etching. I mean, we do. We work with everybody. So from from schools to organizations to nonprofits. I mean, like we work with Yale Medical. We work with, um, oh my God, the Catherine Hubbard Foundation. We worked with Melissa and Doug toys. So we work wow. with all different kinds of companies. Yeah. Um, and you know we're happy to. And we we're a marketing agency in terms of you know, giveaways or swag products or purchase with purchase products or corporate promotions. So, you know, again, if they're in that industry or they need something, you know, usually we do, you know, some volume, you know, whatever size that they do. Yeah. From a thousand beach chairs to four. We just did 4,000 Band-Aid packages for the Katherine Hubbard Foundation. We did 1,500 custom masks for Yale that went to, um, people in, I think the, they were sending them down to the Bahamas and to, you know, so we did mm-hmm. custom masks for them. Oh, we've done, uh, you know, apparel. I mean, you name oh, it. Amazing. We, I, I, yeah. did, I did for, for a, um, Oh, for a rapper on his 50th birthday, we sent 50, <gasps> we sent 300 f- hats to some event planner. We worked with on the Bravo channel, the woman that was on, um, oh god what was she on she was on uh, southern charm we was we we did three years in a row her custom ornaments that were hand painted oh
0: wow we,
1: we ev- everything everything so yes. I, I, on that business it's www uh persnickety and that's p-e-r-s-n-i-c-k-e-t-y promotions.com and they can find us both on Instagram as well for both companies. Um, The telephone number for both companies in the office is two Oh three four, two, six, two, five, nine, eight. So again, like, I mean, honey, (laughs) honey, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <for the> mama. <laughs> and i'll have
0: i'll have those clickable links in the show notes so oh, if, that's so, cool. Yeah, that's so cool. everyone can just click and go straight to see you um any this was so much fun yeah I, 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 you're, I, you're like, a natural was, I, love but I, it, I love it
1: over and above that i want to talk to you just in general later but i mean this was just so you were like one of the people that i like so had to connect with because that bright smile, I was like, <laughs> okay, this chick I just love. So I'm so glad that you, uh, thank, you so <laughs> thank you so much. I really enjoyed this. This was fun. This was puppy. Oh, oh, isn't he the cutest? Oh, really? he must be, he's, he's passed out.
0: He's just asleep. He's such a good Aren't boy.
1: they the cutest when they're little like that and they fall asleep, like, and they fall asleep in your arms. They kind of like go. <laughs> <coughs> <and you laughs>
0: yes. go yes. So for anyone, not sure what we're talking about, I am fostering or we are fostering a sweet little puppy and we've been putting it on face, putting him on Facebook. So we could try to find. You. and someone to adopt him. And I, I, we've lucked out. And I think one of our neighbors is actually going to adopt him. So we get to see him grow up. So excited, so excited. So everything, everything works out. I love it.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: I'm so glad you're here. And I can't wait to, have you had anyone ever from Texas, which is where I'm from?
1: You know, I've had, yes, I've had brides I've had brides from all over the country. I mean, that's you know, so the cool. is, their moms kind of like live in Connecticut. Okay. But okay. Around like Thanksgiving and Christmas, yes. and everybody's coming up. So we've had them from California. We've had them from Louisiana, Texas, Chicago. I've got one bride that's in Chicago right now, mm-hmm. but she's a home here as well in Connecticut. Yeah. Of course, New York City. I mean, we've had I Everywhere,
0: oh, well, good. We've
1: had them like all, and we've had the most interesting ones. We've had a Broadway actress that's purchased from us. We had an American Idol finalist that's purchased from wow. us. Wow, we have one of the big time. We have one of the associate producers from CSI who just purchased from us. So we've had some really interesting bro. That's I mean, so we a lot of a lot of doctors, nurses. Okay. I've had, oh my god, uh what do you call a uh, a rocket scientist and i just had we have very 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 bright so neat so neat (laughs) and now you're
0: also set for when um when your daughters are ready
1: (laughs) well you know with them they're really funny my little one who was adopted from china says to me mom i'm wearing two dresses and one of them is going to be red it's (laughs) going to be really really red and she also wants a dragon tattoo down her back. I'm like, okay, sweetheart, whatever works. And then my <laughs> other one is a minimalist. She's very, uh huh. So I'm like, okay, whatever, honey. That's I'm opposites, gonna, yeah, whatever, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> honey. What, you know what it is? Whatever works. If mm-hmm. I'm in the business at the time, great. If I'm not, it's okay.
0: There you go. What whatever is, makes you happy.
1: You no gotta let life happen, you know, Anna, Annie. Yes.
0: Any- yes. <laughs> well, Denise. Um. Real quick, random question. What have you been watching lately? (gasps) I know when Uh I first asked, you mentioned Titans. Titans. Um Was Was it Remember the Titans? Was that what it was?
1: Something I saw recently. What it was, was something
0: it? with Denzel Titans with Denzel Washington's. Is Yeah, is what that mean.
1: was very good. I saw that. And then what else did I, what else have I watched recently? Hold on, hold on. You know, are you going to laugh at me, please? My husband. Oh, dear God. I love him to death. He makes me crazy. He's been making me watch this Forged in Fire show. Huh. I don't know it's that about one. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You have to watch it. It's it's about making daggers and knives. It's like one of those reality shows. with you for watching that with him. Blacksmiths. I mean, I must be. No, it's like, how sad is this? It's like, can I watch forge and fire? Okay, you know, something. I'm like, okay, so we're watching these blacksmiths make knives. It's like, uh, oh, you know what I saw recently. Very good, sh- very good movie that just, I think it just won an Academy Awards, one of the Academy Awards, Soul, the animated. Oh, yes. yes. Oh. Yes. So good. That is beautiful. That was really, really a beautiful story. Yeah. Um, and then another one that I got to watch, I saw snippets of it because, again, because we live in Sandy Hook uh, and my daughter was in the school during the shooting. Um, I know, right? But it was funny because, uh, well, not funny, but Nicole Hockley, who is, we, we actually work with them as well, which is Sandy Hook Promise. We do some, some items for them. Nicole Hockley had put on her Instagram an interview that she did with um, with the documentary producers of If Anything Happens, I Love You. And that won, an acad- that won an Academy Award the other night and I saw just snippets of it and I'm dying to see the whole thing now. I really do need to go look it up. It was done as an animated and they she interviewed the two um, documentary producers who did it and they felt that they needed to find a way to express um they felt like nothing was done in animation regarding gun violence. And they felt like this was a topic that need to be addressed from the perspective of looking at what young children go through these days with going under desks for fire, you know, for, for, you know, whatever they call them. Lockdown shooters. You know, I'm old enough to remember us going under for bomb. (laughs) For bombs from the Russians, okay, guys, don't make fun of me. Yes, I'm sixty. Okay, we didn't have active shooters at the time that I was going to school, nor when I went to college.
0: Mm-hmm. When and I was it, a, when I was a teacher, we were doing practicing lockdowns. Yeah, so hard.
1: All right, and having been at the school moments after it got announced because we live again, like in Sandy Hook and I drove right down. And I mean, honestly, if you could ever imagine, you know, when you see these movies where you see the airplanes and helicopters flying overhead and the dogs being let go. And that's what I was seeing, you Mm -hmm. know, and the, you know, the whole day, the way everything, so it's almost like slow motion. So for me, those that I know will impact me, you know, those are the kinds of things that I I think, you know, and again, I I do, I'm a CNN watcher. I can't help it. And when you, when you do see the, the number and we're, and we're very, I'm very vocal about that too. I mean, not that, you know, I believe that people have the right to bear arms, but I don't believe they have the right to, to bear, you know, ridiculous arms like, Mm AK-47s and stuff like that. You know, I mean, there's a difference between somebody who is protecting their home and someone that, you know, uh, again, has the potential of hurting people. And there's a lot to be done in that area as well. Needless to say, there's a lot to be done in this country, period. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. (laughs) I kind of wish we could have gone back to the 80s and then redrew everything. So we (laughs) made everybody like, oh, nice, nice back then. (laughs) <laughs> um but we ha- it's we're a work in progress you know this country is a work in progress so yes I mean but yes I, I he's got me watching that um and when I don't want to watch that I turn on HGTV and uh yeah because sometimes you just need some lightening up
0: yeah know? sometimes you do yes yeah. yes, yes.
1: <laughs> so, wow
0: wow um I know people are going to appreciate everything that you have shared with us today. You're amazing. I love your passion. I love what you're doing for all of these brides, especially the ones that come in and they don't have the support. Um, And
1: you know, the one thing I, I, I do have to just reiterate again is when you see that a vendor reaches out to the LGBT community my feeling is always realize that they're there to support you. That's the reason why they're there. And, you know, in, and not just because it's me and I'm saying this for florists, for anybody, for venues, for photographers, for anyone, you know, we all know it's been a difficult time. I mean, girls have still been buying gowns throughout this whole thing. I think it's, other people have had a difficult time of it. The venues have the photographers have, you know, it's been, it's been, like crisis driven amongst everyone to try to figure out how are they able to manage the people, manage the disease, stay healthy, etc. cetera. You know, find your sources, find those that are going to be true to you, find those that are going to uplift you um, that are not going to judge. I don't care where you live. Find the, the the baker that's going to work with you and not the cake maker that's going to say, oh, oh, no, I, I don't want to support you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they may have great ratings, but go and help the, the new little one that just opened up that does want your business because you want to know what? You should be spending money with people that are going to uplift you and are going to support you and are going to be, you know, are going to validate you. you don't need validation, but they're going to, they're going to be there for you. They're going to be happy for you, at least, Mm -hmm. you know, why should you give your money to people that are not going to be happy for you? Mm -hmm. And that's, I, I mean, I think, and the thing is this most, in the creative community are very open. I mean, I've heard of like cake makers that aren't and I've heard maybe some venues that aren't like who knows, but mm-hmm. but I know in the f- photographic community we don't have that problem. In the creative community as a whole, I mean, my god, between again, being in the book industry, the gift industry, the music industry, you know, I, that's what opened up my eyes to the LGBTQ community. And made me, you know, I was young. I mean, I was brought up with, you know, French parents, Roman Catholics. You know, I didn't know anything either. But then, my God, when I got out into the big wow world, I was like, well, you know, what's there's what's wrong? It, you know, hello. <laughs> I think I think that's the only thing that I can impress is the one thing that was said, even at the rainbow, you know, group for for the for the bridal show for the, that they had. How my kids were so taken aback by that. But the truth be told, yes, those vendors that are gonna stick by you, those vendors that you can confidently refer to your friends. Mm -hmm. So those that you're helping small business continue to grow. And you know, they don't just want your business, they also want to see your life after you're married. They want to keep up with mm-hmm. you. They want to see that if you're adopting, they want to see if you bought a house. Well, I do.
0: I'm I'm <laughs> Mom, I keep up you. with all my
1: I keep <laughs> up with all my couples. I can't help it. That it just makes me happy to see them. Yeah. I like to see them flourish and grow. Yeah. You know, I like to see all of that. It makes it makes me it makes me happy because I, I you know, I feel like I'm part of their big day that I that I helped them again. They're starting their new family. This is their new family. That's like when I got married at 40. This was my new family. I didn't think I was ever gonna get married. Hell, I was <laughs> I was a picky biatch. I was like, yeah, nah, nah. <laughs> nah, you're not and I finally realized I needed to find a good one. You know? Uh, yes. and, you know, and it's another thing, too. This is not just, you know, th- this is this is long term. Like when when I saw the guys get married after 25 years, this is love. This mm-hmm. is love. People don't understand this. Is, I mean, it should never have taken so long to allow for gay marriage. It's like, oh, my God, I know people that have been together forever. Mm-hmm. And then they're finally able to get married. I mean, come on. That's it's like, and you know, and they weren't even allowed to go into the hospital or to, you know, we finally have come to that place. Mm-hmm. So use the people that recognize that place. Mm-hmm. Use, that, use the people that are up. They're going to uplift you Always.
0: Denise, I have a quick question and then, and then I'm going to let you go. Um, You got it. Otherwise I'll keep talking (laughs) with, uh, with the allies that are listening, how can people be a better ally? How can they support?
1: Well, I mean, you can, you can, you know, you can honestly give your support by helping out and, and, talking to kids in college there you know i mean i feel like it starts from a very young age oh yeah that's i mean you know going and supporting the you know the gay community and what in what their needs are in your community too i mean that's the other thing too is it mental health is it but you know really i think where and I and I find that they still struggle in the high school age. I mean, I don't know about so much the older bracket, but I think high school is still really a tough, tough time. College, I find, is much more open. Like mm-hmm. all of a sudden, like even with my daughter, all of a sudden the world really opened up to huh. her. And it I think she to. really was able to explore. And it's funny because my, my daughter's a really adorable little girl. Okay. And she was like, nobody likes me. Everybody hates me. I'm not blonde hair, blue eyed. Again, we live in a pretty white community. I mean, a lot of adopted kids and maybe a couple Asians here and there and Indians, but not very inclusive, not the way it was when I grew up. I mean, you know, I went to a black high school, you know, I mean, it's just, you know, majority, mm-hmm. you know, So my kids, I didn't mean to put them in a shelter place. God only knows I wasn't thinking. I was like, okay, school district, school district, but you learn after a while. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I get very vocal too, but I think that's the hardest part is not being afraid to go to the school community. Like I do. And, and I'm very vocal and like, hello you guys don't understand what's going on with the LGBTQ community in your school. You're not being proactive enough to get your students on board to understanding that and also understanding racism, etc. I think once kids get out of that middle school and high school awkward piece and they're able to open their life up in university or college, it becomes a whole new world for them. It really does because now- they're not so much under the, the auspice of the parents. They're not so much under, you know, and even for myself, and I think I'm really freaking progressive. Even my daughter going off to school and being in university really opened up her eyes to say, hell, you know, we would say to her, Aunt Bella, guys are going to be texting you left and right. You may go after girls. I don't know, but you know what? It's okay. Whatever you do, just be safe. That's all I ask. Mm-hmm. Just be safe. Mm-hmm. But you know, again, I think that they could start out by helping youngsters. I mean, believe it or not, and supporting mm-hmm. the school systems to open up and even talk about it, and even go in and like, talk about like, hey, you're, you're a baker, but you know, you do wedding cakes and you do this, but we also support the LGBT community because you know what? equal rights under the law. Everyone can get married. Just those words coming out of their mouth to youngsters will help bring the young community up. That's where, you know, I think that's where the struggle still really is, because I don't think the school districts know how to handle it. And certainly Mm -hmm. kids are still under the auspice of their parents. And some of these parents are not that they're just. You know, they're just in their little conservative box, <laughs> yes. and they're teaching their kids that way. And all of a sudden, kids go out and they go, "Ooh, mm-hmm. ooh. it's okay." You know, and, and so uh, to me, that's a good question. But I think it's more like I'm very vocal with the schools. I'm like really vocal. It, even <laughs> Now my kids don't like it because I've turned around to them and said, you know, you guys don't have your shit together when it when it comes to racism. You just don't. I know because I know I have Asian kids and I've heard stuff like this. And I don't like the fact that there are kids that are making funds of trans kids. This is not a funny thing. This is not this is something that they feel in their body, in their heart. This is where they have to go. You who are you to dictate? You know, and so I really struggle with that because I am very vocal. My kids are like, no, 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 mom. And it's hard. No, they do. They, they got mad at me.
0: Several
1: I times. I like, well, I go out to the school and say, like, excuse me, but mm, what the. Mm. <laughs> no, I, I just really struggle with it because I think that that's that's really such a vulnerable age. I mean, yeah. I remember I'll just give you an idea. I remember and this again. Perfect situation of what I dealt with when I was young. When I went to college, I went to a small school nearby to my house. Um, It was Concordia College, it was a Lutheran school, and they did have, um, I went for their business program, you know, went, decided to live on campus, but yet I was like 20 minutes away from home because I had a sister that was a little bit of a rebel and they, you know, we we were orphaned fairly young. My stepmother, her had problems, so I said, okay, I'll go off campus because I need my sanity. But at the same point in time, I'll be close to home. So I did that. And I met a guy there, super sweet, super intelligent, super sweet, uh, soccer player, athletic, gorgeous guy, blah, blah, blah. I mean, like I was, his, you know, I, I want to say his duff, so to speak. Okay. Because I, <laughs> I wasn't the one dating him, but he was the one that would always come to me just to talk to me about stuff. Right. And I'll never forget. And he was dating this really pretty blonde and he went away on a camping trip with a bunch of guys. And I guess he had a homosexual experience. Okay. And now here was a guy that was brought up in a Lutheran family that was expected to become a Lutheran minister because that's what he was studying. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden he went into I don't know what it was, a, a deep depression. Let's just put it that way. Went into deep, 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 deep. Now, mind you, 80s again. So remember the yeah. time frame of yes. all of this. And I remember him coming to me like, nobody likes me anymore. And he was just becoming more isolated, more isolated, mm. more isolated. And I was like, this is so not good. And I would talk to his roommate and say, Pete, what the hell happened? Like, what's going on with him? I don't understand this. I don't understand this. And He decided to leave school and he lived in Vermont. I'll never forget this as long as I live. And I went into the Dean of Students. I said, I don't know exactly what happened. I really don't know, but something from this period of time changed to this and he's struggling and you're letting him leave campus. And I'm really having a hard time with this. He's going to hurt himself. And the Dean of Students was like, no, he's not. He's been evaluated. Nothing's going to happen to him, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm telling you. If something happens to him, so help me God, I'm coming after you. And now me, I'm a little shit. I'm about this big. I'm a little what, 17 year old, 18 year old yelling at the dean, telling him, you cannot let this kid leave the campus. Six weeks later, he asphyxiated himself. No. And he had gone into a very deep depression. Yeah. And from what I put together was, is that he had feelings of homosexuality and his family just, mm-hmm. you know. Of course, he couldn't come out, right you know? And he didn't know how to deal with it. And you know, here he's dating the cheerleader and the rest and supposed to be the soccer guy. And now all of a sudden he has these feelings towards guys and he doesn't know how to deal with it. And he's supposed to be a Lutheran minister. and it it when I say, broke. And I was again, I was young. I was like, again, I never, you know, I didn't know anything really about homosexuality at that point or anything. I didn't know what was going on. And then finally a lot of the guys opened up to me and explained to me what was happening. And I was like, for a loss of life. Mm. I mean, I just could not could not wrap my head around it.
0: Did you go after that Dean? Yeah,
1: but it wasn't just that, but that was like, that was the beginning for me of beginning to understand the struggle in the homosexual environment. And I had a boss early on in my 20s who was who was gay, didn't want to come out to me. He just hired me. And this is a very funny story, too. And um, we went to the New York gift show and Gary was a very handsome very, very handsome, 30-something-year-old. And I was the very cute little 23-year-old. And <laughs> my boss was so cute. I was like, "Oh, my boss is cute. <laughs> and, and he was. He was very cute. And so we, we, we went out, this is a very funny story. So we went out and we went to dinner in Manhattan and we had other people in the gift industry there. And I was hired as the assistant sales manager and all this other stuff. And this was actually my first business experience, you know, being hired to do, I had done like little sales before that, but this was like, you know, I was going to be selling Walden books and Barnes and Noble. I thought I was the hot shit. (laughs) And we're sitting at the table and Gary's lover, Mark, who was introduced to me as Gary's friend, was sitting next to me. And Mark and I both spoke fluent French. Okay. Here we are in this French restaurant, you know, because we're all having dinner and we're sitting with other manufacturers and I'm so cool. And Mark's like just going on and on about how much he loves Gary. And, I mean, it became very apparent to me that they were a couple. Now, of course, Gary had no idea what the hell we were talking about, okay? So he's trying to play up as though he's a straight man. And meanwhile, everyone else at the table knows he's dating Mark, but I, I guess I'm, he was going to leave me out of the conversation. They all know each other. I'm just the new kid on the block. So... We go back to the show the following day, opening day, and he goes, I need to speak to you. I'm like, okay. So I went over to the corner and he said to me, Denise, I'm really very, very sorry that, you know, Mark really kind of like shouldn't have come out about our relationship. And I'm like, so what? You're gay, who gives a shit? And I'm not gay. He looked at me. I'm like, it's okay. I it just means I can't go after you. It's okay. All right. You're my boss. <laughs> I like you. I think you're really cool. You're also very good looking, but you're with Mark. I'm okay with it. And he was like, oh my God, that was so much easier than I thought it would be. I'm like, yes. But you know, that's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. The mindset back then was just unbelievable. Everybody was so afraid to say mm-hmm. who they were or what they were to other people. And that's
0: that's still the way it is with a lot of my and clients. And it right just now. makes
1: me, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I hate to, you know, and I I don't, and again, I don't mean to minimize it in any way. I mean, like, but this is, to me, it's like so foreign. Like at this point in time, this should not be happening. But again, when you look at the overall appearance of this country. And I mean this, and I, I, you know, again, my husband's a Canadian, 80% of Canadians are well-educated. They go to secondary, they go to college. Okay. This country, you know, maybe half go on to university and beyond. I think there's such a level of unenlightenment in this country as we've been able to see in general And there's been so much stigma, whether it be race or who you love or whatever. We have a lot of growing up to do as a country. We really do. The Europeans are advanced from us, the Canadians are advanced from us. We as a country stagnate ourselves. Now, whether it's because of, you know, and we could go on and on about this, whether it's because of all the tele evangelists or religion or whatever has been the mindset of this country but we kind of have to realize at the end of the way we're a human race doesn't make a difference that the rest doesn't make a difference um and i mean that's how i feel that's how i've always felt and i and i think again having been exposed very young and again working and i worked in the entertainment industry i mean i i worked for Um, an entertainment company out of los angeles and i worked with rodney mcdowell and i worked with betty white and i worked because we had an audiobook business so i worked with a lot of people in entertainment Mm -hmm. and i remember i'll never forget as long as i live never forget this as long as i live and we were in Oh my God, what restaurant were we in? We were in a Jewish deli, a very famous Jewish deli. And I was with my boss at the time, Michael Wiener, who was married to the actress, Deborah Raff. And she used to be on 7th Heaven. And Mm -hmm. she did like a mini series back in the day. The gentleman who, and your audience is probably way too young for this, but there was the TV show, Angie Dickinson. And Angie Dickinson had a boss on that show and I can't remember his name for that. I'll, I'll look it up. We'll go, well, you know, post it. If you can look it up, the guy that played her boss was gay in real life. And here he walked in. This is again, 19, let's say 85, 86. Okay. okay. And we're in this restaurant and he walked in with his lover who was remarkably much younger than him, like in his twenties. And this guy was in his fifties and I can't remember his name, but he played the the boss of Angie Dickinson on the Angie Dickinson TV show where she played a cop. And Michael turned around to me after they spoke, you know, Michael, my boss, turned around to him and said, you know, you really should come in and read an audio book for us. You know, I'd love to hire you. You know, know, I'll, I'll have my office get in touch with you, blah, blah, blah. And they left. And when he left, Michael turned around to me and said, you know, he was pretty much blacklisted once he came out as gay. Mm. And this is, you know, which is mind boggling again, because this was the mid eighties. Okay. But even back then, I mean, people like Jodie Foster couldn't come out. I mean, and it's really, you know, again, and, and, and again, being in publishing, being in media, you they kind of tiptoed around a lot of this. Mm -hmm. I mean, Finally, the industry said, you know, screw it. But even, no, but I, I mean, seriously, And when you saw it firsthand, like I was sitting there firsthand watching this go around and seeing people that were well known, that were TV personalities that just couldn't come out or you, you heard through the grapevine, they couldn't come out. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I was, he, he was a film producer. He did miniseries. series. I'd pretty much handled his audiobook company, but the kind of stuff that you were, you were like, wow, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean, at that point I was like, this is like freaking ridiculous. I mean, you know how long it took Jodie Foster to come yes. out. Yes. She was very, you know, and she was very, very, um, very private.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very
1: private. You know, and even a lot of the musicians that came out very private, look at Elton John, Elton John, for Christ's sakes, he married and then divorced and then finally came. I mean, some of the stuff that would go on in that industry was so counterproductive. Exactly. Exactly. But but when you see it, when you honestly see it firsthand and you hear this, and I mean, I was hearing this going, and I'm still going like, why? He's a really good actor. Like, why would they blacklist him? Like, why would they do this? so you know I, again i was exposed to things very early on when people uh, again i i was in different businesses i i was in creative industries i couldn't understand any of that i mm-hmm. couldn't understand why any of that was going on it's like to me it was like eh, so weird okay but <laughs> yeah but finally they all you know embraced it it's like why not embrace it exactly
0: Denise, Mama Denise, yes, thank so. you so much for coming on. And gosh, there was so much we we probably could have done multiple, multiple podcasts, and I might have to have you back. But okay. I want to thank you for your support and for what you do for the LGBTQIA community and uh, for your passion and for teaching your girls um, how it should be teaching those kiddos, you know, no, a, the better it, way it, and how to it be. It
1: takes one. It takes one child to carry it on. We have to just keep on putting the message out there and Mm -hmm. keep on unlayering the onion and just exposing what's true in people.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this, and it's time for the quote. And this quote kind of reminds me of something you said earlier. Homophobia has a cure, education. Thank you once again for listening to the Coming Out Loved and Supported podcast. Please check out the show notes on how to reach out to Denise and other great resources for support groups and more. If you haven't heard this today, I love you. And yes, you are enough in all the ways.
1: I love that.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you are the kind of person that likes to help others, then please share this with friends and family. If it helped you, then it will probably help others. Also, if you're needing support and inspiration daily, then connect with me at Life Coach Annie on Facebook. I am so grateful for you taking the time to listen today. If you could do me a favor, please leave a positive review so that more people in the LGBTQ community can find meaningful content that motivates.